1: Another full weekend of Penn State football. We're diving into recruiting today. Hi, this is BWI Live. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. We are talking Penn State football recruiting. They got a commitment over the weekend, so the recruiting experts Ryan Snyder, Sean Fitz, going to break that down. Plus, all the things you need to know coming out of what happened from Friday to Sunday with Penn State football. A big weekend. We can't wait to get to it. So let's not wait anymore. Let's get to the BWI Live recruiting show. What better way to start your Monday than with talking about Penn State football? I'm Thomas Frank Carr. Um, my internet says things are terrible right now, so I'm going to just start right off with this. Hey, Fitz, am I uh, glitchy as heck right now? Am I, can you're, actually o- see me?
2: you're actually okay. I mean, you don't have a beard anymore, which is a little unsettling. <laughs> but other than that, you're, you're coming through pretty pretty well.
1: I, uh, so we we had to do some yard work this weekend and I did not want to have beard tan lines in the spring. So I just decided it's time, you know, winter's over. I was hoping to do something fun with it, but at the same time, like, um, I backed myself into a corner with that one. It was, it became such a thing. So I had to kill it. But other than that, uh, it was a good weekend. What'd you guys get up to? Uh, nothing, nothing too much. Right, Ryan? I worked.
0: I worked constantly
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why you're here we want to know more um Ryan a little bit it was a good weather weekend, today man. so appreciate yeah. you being here Ryan sorry that uh sorry that it was a uh a you know weekend full of sounds like cough drops it's your and job man calls.
0: yeah no no it was it was a good weekend for Penn State obviously a big commitment there Luke Reynolds we'll, we'll get into that in a second but I mean I did a little yard work myself but we are uh I don't know. I I might, I might be off tomorrow guys. This is, this is not going well at the moment.
1: (laughs) Uh, I want to start with you though, uh, because Fitz and I talked about uh, Luke Reynolds on Saturday. If you want to see the full video, you can check it here out here on our YouTube channel, our breaking news video of Luke Reynolds commitment. Um, Just want to get your overall thoughts on Reynolds, his fit and the story that got us to him being a Penn state Nittany Lion. What were your thoughts on, on the commitment this weekend?
0: Well, it's, it's there's a couple ways, I guess, you got to him being Penn State's tight end commit. One, I mean, Ty Howe shoots incredibly high, right? You know, goes for Brady PreScorn, Caleb Odom. You got Hogan Hanson. You got some other guys. And I still wouldn't be surprised if they take official visits. But, um, you know, the writing is kind of on the wall. Brady PreScorn is expected to stay close to home. Caleb Odom just grabbed offers from Georgia and Alabama. So, you know, I just don't think those recruitments are trending where they're realistic for Penn State at the moment. And then you have Luke Reynolds, who came to Penn State last year. Uh, of course, he's played quarterback primarily, comes to Penn State camp last year, and was excellent. I mean, it, his testing numbers are very, very impressive. You know, for a 6'4", 215, you know, running a 4'6", um, you know, I think his broad jump was almost 10 feet. Like, he is a great athlete. He you know, you just didn't – kind of similar to Tyler Warren, right? You didn't have the the film – of, uh, or at least a complete season of film of him playing a tight end, so – yeah, they, they they tread water there, and um, or, or just you know take their time. I guess is the, is the best way to put it uh, when it comes to offering. But Luke was really starting to pick up offers. Kentucky uh, offers in the beginning of January, and he's up close to I don't, I don't know if it's a dozen or so offers. Or he's up over a dozen, I believe it is. But he's got he's got some good quality Power Five offers. They couldn't keep waiting longer. Like they had to make a move. You're either going to offer Luke Reynolds, or you're going to end up falling off because all these other schools are going to get momentum. Uh, now I didn't I didn't see Luke Reynolds committing a week after, uh, but once he got that offer and talking to people, uh, that, I mean Sean, you, you and I have talked to multiple people now that said like this kind of has to be our guy this year. We we have to get him.
2: Yeah, the logic pointed straight to him. Like coming out of that visit, like you said, it was not expected to be a turnaround time of a week, but. Like this was the guy that we came out saying, "Hey, this guy's probably going to end up in Penn State's class." You know, from from talking to people uh, on this side, it, it seemed like they wanted to go out and see him a little bit in spring and figure out if he, you know, catch the ball, actually play the position. You know, he, he's got some of that on tape, but he doesn't have all of it on tape. Uh, so I could I could see a scenario where they would have waited till April or May till they get out on the road see him and then and then make that decision, but. That's a long way off in recruiting speak. I know it's I know it's just next month, uh, the next six weeks or so, but that's a long way off when you're talking about waiting around for a guy. And this is a guy that's going to go out and visit other schools and things like that. And if you think that he is there, like already, like they they felt good about like uh, they felt good about taking him last week. That's kind of how they, the offer came about and everything, but you always like to check those boxes. You always like to do the extra research and things like that. So that's kind of where they found themselves. And then, uh, late last week, uh, I think it was Friday, uh, got a call. Hey, just keep an eye on this one. He's, uh, he came in to visit. Uh, he was not on our visitor list last week and I got some crap from, uh, some buddies that were like talking about the podcast the other day. I was like, no, nah, not expecting a commitment. Yeah, he wasn't on the visit list, so we didn't really account for him at that point. So uh, later that day, we uh, typed up a commitment story, recorded that thing on Saturday, and, and Luke Reynolds popped that uh, as I'm driving through downtown. So, Ryan, thanks for covering for that one. Uh, <laughs> appreciate that. That was not ideal timing on my part. but So
1: literally uh, everyone was downtown because I was also downtown uh, doing some stuff, delivering magazines to local businesses. So literally everyone was out and about on a Saturday when he committed.
2: Who would think to be out and about on a Saturday afternoon, you know, especially with... Uh, <laughs> Busy day in, in Happy Valley. So no, uh, g- good pickup. And uh, this this is stuff that we talked about on the show or on the on the video the other day. If you haven't checked it out, please do so. Like like this video, like that video, like all the videos that we're in, if you can. Um, but no, it's a it, it's a good pickup for Penn State. And I think it's really, um, just following the the logical path of clues here. This is a guy that, that was going to end up in this class regardless of whether it happened over the weekend or whether it happened in June.
1: Uh, this is BWI Live. I'm Thomas Frank R. We are live here on YouTube. So if you want to ask a question of the experts about recruiting, if you want to get your thoughts on the channel, it does not have to do with my facial hair. We can uh we can talk about recruiting as well, although I appreciate it. I uh I I I enjoy or at least I say appreciate people uh noticing when things change. It's like when your when your uh wife cuts her hair and you don't notice, like it it, it hurts a little bit. <laughs>
2: I mean, I mean, it's because right. you, like you look, look like you're—you look a decade younger than by a fourteen-year-old, so it's, <laughs> it's kind of a little bit
1: different than we're used to seeing. Um. So, since the last time we talked about Luke Reynolds, fits, he is now a an eighty-seven overall and a three-star in the on three hundred. Um, also 85 overall in the industry ranking. I want to get one quick thought about this, and I don't know if you have any insight into this. How does a guy go from deciding to be a quarterback prospect, camp with Penn State as a quarterback last year, and then decide to be a tight end? Does Penn State kind of look at some of those guys, say, okay, those are great testing numbers. We love that. We don't love them as a quarterback. Maybe... We wait until he makes that decision. Does Penn State put that in his ear? How does that kind of conversation with a guy like Tyler Warren, who we've talked about a lot before, and then Luke Reynolds, how does that transition
2: happen? It usually happens when they pull you out of the line at camp from being a quarterback and say, hey, run some routes. That, That decision is usually made for you there's a pretty stark difference between being a, a good high school quarterback and a quarterback prospect at this level. So I think that that kind of the writing is is on the wall there. But they talked to him about it. I mean, you see the testing numbers uh, that Ryan pointed out earlier, and it kind of points in that direction. And same thing with Tyler Warren. Tyler Warren was actually committed to Virginia Tech as a quarterback. And as time went along, it was pretty apparent that he wasn't going to be a college quarterback. That's arm talent. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of things that go into it. But you got to move in that direction at some point. Some people don't accept it. You know, it's it's one of those things. If you're a quarterback, you're probably a quarterback for life. You've been playing since Pee Wee, um, and you've always been the guy. So it's it's tough to give up. But when you talk about the reality of, hey, you're gonna go play quarterback, and you're probably a Division two quarterback, but you might be a Division one FBS Power Five Big Ten Penn State level tight end. That's a pretty I don't want to say easy decision, but that's a pretty clear cut decision for, for the player to make. So th- they get pushed in that direction, no doubt. And and to be honest with you, high school coaches are really helpful in this because um, they're some of the more realistic people. I mean, depending on which high school coach you find, but there's some of the more real, realistic guys out there. They've seen guys that have come through. They know for the most part what a college quarterback looks like and they know what one doesn't look like. And I think that that helps um to say that and you know it's a situation where he's at um where he had to play quarterback and he also did a little bit of the other stuff um but now that that writing is more than on the wall because Dante Reno is coming in the the South Carolina quarterback commit he's actually a quarterback he's going to play quarterback he's FBS quarterback commit obviously um but you can push him in that direction and this kid seems to be a team player it's sometimes the the biggest um the biggest jump is accepting it and, and, and thriving with it. And, you know, Tyler Warren did that. Like Tyler Warren was not expecting when he went around his recruitment the second time after committing to tech as a freshman or sophomore, I believe it was he had fully embraced that he was not going to be a quarterback. Like, and that's the biggest thing is to get that out of your head that you're going to be this guy that's, you know, taking all the snaps and getting all the glory and everything like that to, to play a position like tight end, which is kind of the opposite. Um, it, it takes, it takes a while to sink in and Warren did that. It seems like, uh, it seems like Reynolds did that as well.
1: When it comes to the class of 2024, we had a bit of a conversation about this on Saturday, but Ryan, something that you and I have talked about before, and I want to underscore this, Kenny Woosley, Anthony Specka, Carrie Jackson, and now, uh, Luke Reynolds, Kari Jackson, excuse me. Um, these guys feel like found... and Cooper Cooper Cousins. I do want to get to that in just a second. But these guys feel like specific foundational pieces in this class. Um, we've talked about NIL a lot. And Cooper Cousins obviously is a highly rated recruit. He's in the on 300. He's kind of separate from this conversation. But is NIL pushing more guys like Cooper Cousins into the summer during <laughs> – Official visit weekend, it seems like there's just less of those guys making that decision now, and, and I, this is in no way to uh, diminish anything that these other guys that I, I've talked about are uh, capable of, but they are three-star prospects, currently rated in a general area versus some of the four-stars and high four-stars. doesn't seem like as many of those guys are committing right now. Is NIL a part of that, or is this just a specific cycle and every year is different?
0: No, I don't think NL has anything to do with it. Um, okay. I, it's, I, I don't really think it's that much different. I mean, Penn State doesn't have quite the me- amount of commits that they have had in previous years, but it's still the same cycle. It's still, uh, you know, you got your junior days. They lay a foundation. You have the games before, you know, in the previous season that lay stuff. But, like, these spring visits are when kids figure out where they're going to take official visits, and then they take official visits, and then they, they'll end up committing. So, like, Penn State may not have... I mean, what, I mean, they were averaging what, maybe seven, eight by this time. If you, if you look at over previous years, maybe, maybe even more like six, seven. I mean, they're at five. So they're not, I, I just don't, I just think it's really not that much different. They don't have quite the amount that they've had in previous years, but NIL has nothing to do with it. I mean, you can, you can look at Southern schools that are offering five times, you know, what you can get up for, for Penn state or some of these other schools that yeah, I'm, I'm sure maybe there's some examples there where guys like, hey, um, you know, the money they're talking about, I, I, sh- I should take this while I have it. But I don't think any kid is committing early to Penn State because of NIL. I, I just don't think that's in the discussion right now. I, I
2: would add to that, and I think we talked about this the other day, T. Frank, is like if if anything, NIL is delaying it because kids are waiting to see what they can get, and it's probably not as much as they think. Like uh, there, there's there's certainly money out there, but I think they're kind of waiting to see, hey, this guy got that. So can I get that? Like that, that that's kind of the scenario that I mm-hmm. see. And that's probably something that lends itself toward official visits as they continue to, to grow. And as we mentioned the other day, the, uh, the recruit, you look at the top 10 recruiting rankings, I think five schools in the top 10 just have five commits like Penn State. So Penn State is not an outlier in this, in this scenario. There are some schools that have gone on some runs. There are some schools that are on some runs right now, but, as Ryan said, that's kind of typical for every cycle, really the, the last couple of years when they started the June official or the, the, the April to June official visit window that has really slowed things down. So you look in maybe five years ago, maybe there's eight or nine guys in this class, whereas now it's five. I don't, I don't see the difference as appreciable as, as I mean, I, I don't think it's, it's a big, it's a big subject changer or anything like that.
1: Uh, one last question before we get into recruiting weekend and some of your thoughts about players and things that stood out and that comes from Trent here on the YouTube channel if you want to uh, get a question on the show as always if you want to donate and you want to give a super chat we always appreciate that the chip the tip jar is open we don't have a chip jar sorry I don't have any chips to pass out but Trent wants to know uh, how's the progress with Quinton Martin and Ryan I believe you uh, got some information which you can check out bluewhiteillustrated dot com. Last week, is there any anything you want to update here on the YouTube channel, or what you where you want to point people to get more information about Quentin Martin and his recruitment?
0: Yeah, I would definitely point you towards our thirty dollar promotion. Uh, goes until uh, the the start of the season, twenty twenty three football season. I mean, here's what here's what I'll say. He's visiting today, so I'll come back next week and I, and I can maybe give you a better answer. He, if he's coming on campus today. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I would hope at some point we can, um, you know, catch up with Quinton and his family here in the coming days. But uh, it, he's going to w- – I would expect him to stay north, uh, and I would expect Penn State, Pitt, Ohio State to be one of the three schools he ends up at. Uh, is Penn State trending well? I mean, they, they have a substantial edge when it comes to visits. Uh, I, I would say that other schools are certainly very much in the mix. Like, I, when I look at the vi- – you know, when you look at the visits as recruitment, you would think, ah, Penn State should be a heavy favorite here. I I don't think that's necessarily the case. I do think NIL is going to have an impact on this recruitment as well. So uh, Pitt, Penn State, Ohio State, if he doesn't end up at one of those three schools, I'd be pretty surprised.
1: And if you want more information, you can always try and ask the guys here, but bluewhiteillustrated.com, $29.99, as he said. You get inside access until next football season. Um, So make sure you take advantage of good value when you have it. And that's something we'll keep you updated at bluewhiteillustrated.com for. Um, Right now, I want to get to something before we open up Recruiting Weekend, and that is my perfect franchise. Listen, everyone wants to live an awesome life. Everyone wants to have the best possible life and career that they can possibly have. If you're stuck in the corporate rat race, why would you continue down a path that's making you miserable? That is what Andy LeDecki asked himself uh, a couple years ago and he got into franchise uh, franchising of businesses. He's been very successful at it and he learned quite a bit. Now he wants to share that information with you. So if you're looking for a side hustle or uh, you want to diversify, build wealth, or leave a legacy, check out myperfectfranchise.com. Andy Ledecky is a franchise consultant with extensive experience placing people like you with the perfect franchise to manage. Not just one to get you in it, but talking to you, learning more about you, learning more about what your passions and your skills and your strengths and and weaknesses are, and then putting you in the perfect place. Myperfectfranchise.net. I apologize. Myperfectfranchise.net. That's why we have it up on the screen. So if I make mistakes, then, you know you're not confused contact Andy completely free to talk to him 404-973-9901 his services are 100% free he's here to help if you have any questions about business ownership check out the blue white illustrated message board he is a lifelong message board member Andy at myperfectfranchise.net to get started today so thanks again to my perfect franchise for being a sponsor of the recruiting show he is a huge recruiting fan he loves talking about this stuff you ready showtime So uh, I want to come to you guys, Fitz, I'm going to come to you. Opening thoughts about this weekend. How, what are your takeaways from what you gathered of players or whatever, wherever you want to start with how this weekend went for the Nittany Lions?
2: Well, they set the bar high last weekend, undoubtedly. Uh, with the 90 uh, some kids on campus. Uh that number was down this week, but uh you know, it was still it was still a good gathering of of prospects, a lot of underclassmen. 2025, 2026 is coming through with offers and and things of that nature. A couple of um I guess centerpieces of the visit, uh Jalen Harvey back on campus, defensive lineman from Maryland that Ryan and I both have picks in for Penn State just keeps coming back. I would expect him to continue to keep coming back. Um, Jalen McLean, uh, a lot of Jalen's on campus this weekend, by the way, just uh, it seems to be a very popular name in the 2024 class. The safety from uh, Seton Hall prep in New Jersey was back on campus. He's going to get an official as well this June and Xavier Gilliam, that uh, defensive lineman from Maryland. Ryan has talked about him uh, pretty much nonstop for the last month or so, uh, because he seems to be a guy that's trending up in Penn States um, on Penn States board. I think that there's a lot, uh, there's a lot to like. So numbers down, and that's fine. You know, you, you're going to have that. You just set a high bar the first week, so I don't know if that blew expectations out of proportion. But um, a lot of the guys that we expected to show up showed up. Uh, a couple of additions there: uh, Peter Gonzalez from Pittsburgh, the wide receiver; Naim Parish, uh, 2025 corner from New Jersey. But for the most part, uh, the list pretty well locked in. So good weekend for Penn State. I think they impressed a lot of guys, and and this is one that's. Probably not going to result in immediate commits, as I say that the second week in a row. Um, but uh, you're looking mostly at 2025 and 26 at this point,
1: yeah. We'll get to a couple 2025 20, and 26 guys, uh, in our final segment of the show, Beyond Bless, where we talk about new offers as well. But Ryan, any high level thoughts about the weekend you want to set the table for before we get into some of the specifics of some players we want to discuss?
0: Yeah, I mean, 20 plus scholarship guys, good number again. Uh, ask a lot of schools in the region uh, and they would love to have 20 plus scholarship guys on campus every weekend. So I think that's important. Trey Potts was here. Uh, potential transfer prospect uh, from Minnesota, uh, from Williamsport. Uh, we'll see where that goes. I, I would expect uh, him to have multiple scholarship offers. So there was a potential transfer portal guy on campus this weekend. Let's see. Um, you know, I, I need to get in touch with Jalen McClain. I think Jalen McClain's is a very important prospect for Penn State at uh, – uh, corner is he a corner or safety, Sean? Is we've him as a corner, yeah. I okay, think
2: he's he's just, six four, I, I right? He's massive. Turn, yeah, yeah, he's he's a good player. I mean, I think he's okay. it's just one of those things where you know, are you a four four guy or four six guy? If you're a four six mm-hmm. guy, you're probably a safety, and that's oversimplifying it, no doubt. But mm-hmm. like, I don't think he's the burner that uh, that they've taken at uh, at corner there, so. Yeah, I would I would label him as safe. He told me his trip was great and then followed up for the full interview, and that's the last I heard of Mr. McLean. So, <laughs> um, so that's kind of that's kind of where we're at with uh, with that. Hopefully we catch up with him today.
1: I apologize. Yeah, so, I was uh, thinking of a different prospect. He's uh, Jalen McLean, five eleven, very yeah, different than 6'4". uh than six four.
0: Uh Marcel is nasty. Yes.
2: There's Jalen's, there's Jadens, there's yeah, there's a lot. There's a yeah, lot of Jalen's. I
1: knew it was gonna I knew it was gonna get me. I knew it was gonna get me. Ryan, you were saying
0: uh I, last thing I would just would say is just uh, Sean hit on a little bit Xavier Gilio. Um, you know, I don't have a pick in for him right now, but it, I think all things point towards Penn State. Uh, came on on campus this weekend, verified, uh, from what or from what I was told at least. Uh, sounds to be right around a little under 6'3, 260. Uh, can certainly add, add on some weight as well. But uh, this is the player that I think Penn State has decided to push their chips on. Uh, he is going to go down south for uh, a few schools, see a couple of North Carolina schools. I know he said Cincinnati's also in the mix, but uh, Penn State's the only school he has an official visit set with right now. And honestly, you know, from talking to him, I was asking, I was trying to get more on other official visits and things and what his plans are. And, you know, whenever a kid's telling me, I just want to get through the spring and then I'll figure things out. Gives me the impression that he he could potentially be a, a guy to watch for a commitment before, we get to June, but let's see, uh, you know, maybe as I say that he'll probably set up a couple official visits and things will change. But either way, I, I think if Xavier Gilliam's not in this class right now, I'd be pretty surprised. Uh,
1: well, let's jump ahead a little bit. I want to get into the defensive tackle prospects. Then we're, we're hitting on Gilliam. Um, this is obviously a huge part of this cycle It's not just defensive end. We've covered it on multiple shows, defensive tackle as well. Uh, another one of the Jalen's fits that you mentioned, Jalen Hicks, what were you able to learn about Hicks and and what are your thoughts on that recruitment?,
2: yeah, a little smaller than listed. He I think he was listed himself six four, he's about six two, so that's typical this time of year. Uh, 256 and and that's fine for a defensive tackle at this point. He plays on the edge at uh, at the high school level um we will see where he uh you know how he eventually grows but uh this is a guy that's uh there's a lot to like there as a raw prospect i don't think he's going to be the the top guy on the board by any stretch but uh there's you can see in looking at his film he's got some pop he's got some some things that that uh that jump out and uh yeah i think he's he's been a guy that's been on the on the radar for a while penn state offered i believe in february so still building that relationship with deon barnes he was very impressed so uh, he, he I mean, when you're gauging guys on who gets back to you right away and in quality, uh, in quality, uh, responses, uh, Jalen Hicks was right up there this weekend. So it's, it's just a, a veritable, uh, smorgasbord of uh of defensive tackle body types in this class because we mentioned gilliam six three two sixty you mentioned jalen hicks at at six two uh about 255 and then you go to a guy like david Polypoly um who i I know talked to ryan this weekend about his visit list and he's you know six three three hundred pounds so there's a lot of guys that uh they're they're there's a variance of, of body types here. And for Penn State, who's going to take probably three or four defensive tackles or maybe even more because you take into account those big defensive ends that eventually turn into defensive tackles. I mean, it's, it's something that you're looking for to spread that board out.
1: Yeah, it, it, one thing that I find very interesting is I'm seeing more and more when I'm watching film. A lot of high schools are going to a three down front, and I think it might have to do a lot with the spread proliferating at the high school level and becoming a little bit more efficient where it's not just, you know, kind of at these levels, it's becoming a little more well taught. So you're going to be finding some of those five technique tweeners that are really being pushed to develop and grow where maybe in the past they would have either been a defensive tackle, defensive end, it had to make some body choices. So you got some re some real tweeners here in the class, which is both good and bad because Penn state has been targeting those guys over time. Anyway, now they've got a little bit, of a different skill set coming into college, one guy who does not have a spe- like he is clearly a defensive tackle is uh, David Uh Ryan, you have talked to him. Uh, what were your impressions of your conversation with David?
0: Well, David to, to clarify, David wasn't on campus this past weekend. David set a visit schedule, uh, which is which is why I posted a story on him uh, the other day. Uh, he, he's going to pit this upcoming weekend. He has another trip to. Michigan uh I believe the weekend after that so April 7th Pitt will be April 1 and then he will be at Penn State April 11th uh he tweeted that out the other night so uh Polly's gotten some really impressive offers here over the last I don't know two months or so you know to me I, I would have like from just talking to people I, I think I would have Gilliam a little bit of ahead of him and then you have you know obviously a, a bunch of stud players like Ernest Willard um maybe maybe Ume depending on how he grows a couple others um that I would have ahead but like at the end of the day, if Polly Polly really wants to come to Penn State, uh, I think that's something that Penn State's really going have to have to have a hard discussion about. And uh, I, I would still probably lean towards them taking him. I don't know. It, it's just I just think it's hard for them to pass up a kid from uh, from Hempfield. But uh, you know that it, a lot of that's also going to determine on when the player commits, who all is already committed, you know, all those right. kind of things kind of go into it. But uh, we know he's coming back here on campus in a couple of weeks. You know, as I said, though, man, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Tennessee, Auburn. Uh, I mentioned Michigan. Obviously he's going to go visit. Like he, he's really added some quality offers yeah. uh, of late. So you know, I'm just, just curious to see how this progresses. I, I actually kind of thought he would get out and see more uh, of those schools. Um, I don't think he has been to Pitt or Michigan yet. So uh, or excuse me, no, he, I think he has been to Pitt. He, I know he hasn't been to Michigan. But either way, I was kind of surprised that he's maybe not going to go see a couple more uh, of, you know, like a Notre Dame or some of those Southern schools. But uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe he'll take them a little bit down the road. But, I mean, Sean, just do you have any thoughts on Poly Polyman? like, I, I think, like, right now they would, like, don't want to run into it. But I, I yeah. feel like this is going to be a guy they have to seriously consider at some point.
2: I mean, you, you look at what they've done at defensive tackle and on all the – complaints about not being big enough and everything like that and this is a big kid strong kid there's a mm-hmm. lot to like yeah. so you, you you question what the holdup is because there is some sort of holdup up. They're, they're obviously not you know full bore on him um whether that's size strength I mean whether they I, think I would that
1: contend it... length might be the issue like just looking at him film I I that would be the concern I have right away mm-hmm. um and and you know kind of a, a similar player you look at uh, what Devon Ellis has been at Penn State, kind of the similar body type, it, it, but at the same time fits. In this class, we talk about they're going to take a bunch of guys. You would be willing to take a risk on a guy that maybe you're not 100% sold on if you're taking three or four, right?
2: That, yeah, and that's my argument here is like, you know, okay, so does he? can he act on the Ohio State offer? Probably not, but those guys, those schools are getting in because... Six three three hundred three 300 pounds and can move a little bit you know that those guys are hard to find so get in there if you while you can sort of put the the, the wedge in the door there and see if you can get in so it, it's a very curious approach by penn state uh, obviously they've seen something i i look at a guy like do they think he's a guy like moba you know like that that isn't does not have that, uh, that next level to him in terms of mm-hmm. being raw. Like it's because, because Mulba was very athletic, but like very raw in his movement skills, very raw in, in a lot of ways. Um, and if you can polish that guy up and eventually he, he can be great, absolutely. But you know, there's that other side, which it, it doesn't always happen. So that's the curious thing there. I think Pitt's in a good spot, to be honest with you. I think Pitt, uh, is a guy or Pitt is a school that would take him right now. And they'd be pretty happy about that. And and I think that they've recruited him as such. So I think Pitt would be the school to look to right now for Polly Polly. And like I said, I can't pinpoint on why Penn state is, is just kind of lukewarm on him. And uh, you know, it's a, it, for, for, for the position that they're in for the fact that they're going to take four of them, you would think they would be a little bit more all in. So something's, I don't want to say something's up there, but something's uh, uh, definitely got them uh, pausing at this point.
1: When it comes to the defensive tackle board, I want to just kind of put a button on this issue and then add on one player here from the chat. Um, Do you feel optimistic now with Dion Barnes locked in place? And it feels like things are starting to kind of fall into line more optimistic or less optimistic than you were to start this conversation about the defensive tackle position where Penn State can um, land one of these, two of these guys, three of these guys where they, they, Finally, after a couple of years, have a very solid defensive class. Ryan, I, I know it. it the, the answer is it's early, but uh, positive feelings coming out of this weekend with some of these guys on campus and some of the information you get gathered about Poly Poly. Or where are you on that?
0: Um, you know, they. I feel like they have to land a Benedict Ume, an Ernest Willer, a Nigel Smith, a Jordan Thomas. Right, Sean. Like you, you need. I feel like one of those. High quality, you know, top 200 players. If you can get one of those four, obviously, two of those four would be awesome. Uh, then, you know, going for a poly, poly, going for uh, Xavier Gilliams, You know, some guys that need a little more polish. Um, I think, it, I think it looks, it looks good. But, but the the issue for a while now has been you've been taking a lot of those high three star guys, guys that need some more work. You know that uh, you know seven out of ten boxes are checked, but you're missing a couple of things. And and look where Penn State's at because of that right now. Like, it's, I'm not saying it's a a massive issue for them, but, you know, stopping the run, how many times we've seen this over recent years, Uh, you know, they need quality interior defensive linemen right now. So I think it's really important for them to try and get, as I said, like an Ume, a Jordan Thomas, you know, Nigel Smith's a player who's expected to come back. He's from Texas. Do I see Nigel coming here? I don't. I think he'll end up at some other schools, but uh, you, you can get one of those quality guys. Uh, then, then I think you can fill them in with, with some other regional guys who certainly have the size and other things, but um, you know, maybe one or two boxes are left unchecked. The
1: the next player I want to get to is defensive lineman. So fits perfectly in this conversation, sort of. <laughs> um, and that is J- Javante Waller out of Mississippi. Uh, Steven wants to know where Penn state stands with him. This, more of the conversation about Waller I think is important here because 247 has him as a five-star now. We can have a conversation about that. Uh, Fitz, when when it comes to your opinion or where you view him as a prospect, he's blown up. And, and I really like him as a, as a prospect, but uh, I think he's going to take on an outweighted um importance or impact when Penn State sees him as a linebacker and maybe some places see him as a defensive end. How what's the landscape changing with Waller now and and kind of the recent publicity he's gotten
2: Uh, with the recent publicity? You know, that's going to cause some schools to go back and see what, you know, maybe see what they're missing. You know, he went to a few schools this winter and honestly, like they weren't treating him as a five star. You know, I guess we could Mm -hmm. say it like that. Penn State kind of was he he, like I said, he came in. What, right. He was six, three when he visited here and he left at six, six foot and a half inch or so. So like that's going to. You know, yep. change some things that makes him a linebacker prospect. You know, he's not an edge guy. Like he's he's a guy that can attack off the edge. Absolutely, I think he's a will at Penn State. You know, he, that that's kind of where he fits in. Um, but it will change some things. It will change some things for for schools boards in terms of where they see him. Because you know, if he was six two and a half, great, put him a defensive yeah. end, he'd be fine. Um, but at six foot and a half inch, that changes some things. The the arm length, all that kind of stuff goes into it. So that helps honestly helps Penn state. Cause he's so far away, you know, he's a great player, great prospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he'd be the the top guy in Penn state's class, uh, right now pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it was, it, it's a situation with a lot of math involved in terms of staff evaluations. And that's interesting to me. I don't know if it's most interesting to people, but you know, Penn state really did a great job in not only, Showing him a very good visit, but also prioritizing him to the level where it's going to stick in his head when he moves forward and starts setting these official visits. That mm-hmm. is something where he felt cared about. Whereas some of these other schools came in and saw him at six foot and and said, "I mean, we'd like you to be a little bit bigger," and that's not obviously what the people want to hear. So I think when you're talking about Waller and Ryan's done a phenomenal job covering this one. Um, it, Penn State securely in the in the in the mix there, going to get an official visit it's a long way away. We're not going to sugarcoat that. Uh, there's a lot to overcome coming from the uh, coming up from the SEC country, deep SEC country. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Penn State has done pretty much all it can to position itself in the front of that recruitment right now. For sure.
1: Yeah, Ryan, uh, uh, what, what do you have yeah, to add? To I'll that jump that
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I didn't want to. <laughs> Sorry, I can't laugh right now. I will start coughing crazy. Uh, look, two things I just say. One, I, do I think Penn State is in a very good position right now? Yes, I do. Two, though. Uh, their competition is going to be a bunch of SEC schools who have not talked about NIL with him yet. Enough said. I, like, like I don't want to get too excited because I know what Penn State can offer, right? And and he'll get good money here. Trust me, money I would love to have had uh, w- when I was uh, younger. But uh, the schools he's going to compete against are probably going to throw hundreds of thousands of dollars at him. So that's just a decision that he and his family are going to have to make at some point. Do we love Penn State and these, um, you know, what they offer and their coaching staff over? money that could quite frankly probably be three to four times as much as what Penn state uh, could potentially offer. So that's just what, I mean, that's how I see everything right now. Yes. Be excited about what Penn state's done. Watch his film. It's incredible, right? I mean, his film is one of the most fun films uh, to watch Mm -hmm. this year. So be excited about the fact that he's coming back, but remember when you get to the end of this and money starts being talked about, that's when this is, that's when the real decision is going to have to be made.
1: Yeah. The, the, Everything is blown up around him, and I think it's interesting to just revisit what he is, what he is to Penn State, and um, set the set the record straight. I, I think a lot of people see Jamonte Waller, and they're going to think five-star defense Venn, and I just, I think it's very important to to reset what he is and isn't to Penn State, uh, which is also, by the way, and I always comes off this way, is like, ah, it's not what you think. It's like, no, it's also still very important, it's still also a very mm-hmm. highly rated prospect. Uh, Steven says, just a thank you for the content on this sunny Pennsylvania day. Always appreciate Steven. Always appreciate his donation to the channel. Um, The next thing I want to get to is um, some of the reaction that you guys gathered from Penn State prospects that came up this weekend. I noticed one thing. Staff relationships are always the number one thing. But number two coming in uh, fits. This is something that uh, we talk about in a big sort of broad sense when we talk with Nate or with you guys about the important things about uh, recruiting and, and checking all the boxes. But now we're seeing the rubber meet the road with with the facilities. How much did guys talk to you about that? That
2: was um, surprisingly a lot. Like, you, you know, we've talked about a, a facilities a bunch, but like this weekend, it seems every kid that I talked to uh, mentioned it. And that's not always the case. And, and new weight room, you know, you've, you've got some some new bells and whistles, a nice, you know, the facility looks much nicer than it did even a year ago. Um, so there's a lot to like there. Um, but yeah, I think it's more of a compare and contrast situation when you're putting schools side by side. It's not so much about who's got the best weights and who's got the best uh, space and things like that. It's like this school certainly put in the effort to get where it needed to be compared to a Clemson compared to an Alabama compared to that. And, you know, that really wasn't always the case uh, when you're talking about Penn state. So I, I think it's uh it's an upgrade in terms of putting them beside their peers and you know, it's, it's a necessary upgrade. You know, it, it, I, we were in the weight room a couple of weeks ago uh, for that uh, for that lifting thing, so much more space. It just, it seems like a, a more productive space uh, for everyone. So I think that's uh, you know, Im- important to take away, but even the little things lighting, like it's brighter in there. It's, it, it is not, you know, when you take the walk down that hallway in lash it's like old carpet and all that kind of stuff. And you walk into that new part of the facility, it's just different. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just different. So I think that facilities is something that they have, I don't want to say tried to hide in the past, but like they've pushed to push people past it undoubtedly. Um, Now that they've started to get, uh, get things going, you know, you, you kind of, have a little bit more flash have a little bit more substance in that uh, in that visit thing and 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 again it's important to 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 talk context here there is substance in in that having a nice weight room is going to mm-hmm. make your players lift better lift be more you know be healthier with the nutrition bar and things like that so there is substance that goes along with the flash and i think that that's when you're spending as much money as they have on updating lash i think that's something to to keep in mind
1: so the return on the investment seems positive so far. We'll see where it actually lands when it comes to, you know, landing recruits. And it'll never be the only reason. But, Ryan, kind of just the same question. Your view of how prospects viewed this and, and how your interaction with, with them, kid, how this came up. That wasn't even a question. I'm good. sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, good. I mean, I, the one thing I would say to this, though, is... They're talking about it more because I'm asking them about it more. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm the one asking the questions, right? Say with Got Sean, it. you know what I mean? Like we're asking about it because it's new.
2: What's funny is, so Bo Jackson hit me up yesterday, the uh, 2025 running back from Ohio, and phenomenal time at Penn State. Uh, entire staff was amazing. The third thing he went to is the new facilities with like uh, three eyeball emojis. So like something okay. either caught their eye or was I don't want to say pushed to them like that. This was this was the new facilities. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I in parish was the same, you know, the, these guys mentioned it. Cause I usually ask about staff, what the staff have to say to you, uh, watch and practice what stood out and all that kind of stuff. And, and the facilities is not really something that I go to, uh, maybe, maybe that's in your, your deck of cards and I should add that to mine, but like it was brought up on like sort of unprompted. And I think that that's good in terms of what. Uh, the pitch is to these guys. I see that the comment here, maybe the staff is just pitching them more facilities. Yeah, I think so. Like it, yeah. it, it's absolutely possible that they're going and and now highlighting things and saying, Hey, this is, this is what we do here at Penn state. Whereas before, you know, kind of scuttled them past. And, and, and again, it's tough to explain this to people that haven't been in that weight room, but the old weight room, there's a lot of stuff in there and it was yes. tough to get around and, and, you know, mm-hmm. through, through those lanes and things like that. Now it's open. Now the lights are out. Now the speakers rain down ungodly loud music on you from the top, <laughs> uh, from the yeah. ceiling. It was pretty insane. When we were in there a couple of weeks ago and it's open at the end. You've got this uh, this little turf bit, and uh, you know, this, this, it's tough to uh, tough to explain. And unfortunately we, we were not permitted to provide a tour or, do photos or anything like that a couple of weeks ago of the actual facility, but it's, it's much nicer. It's like, I I like the old weight room. I'd love to have a weight room like that, but it's much nicer in the new one. And I think it sets up to be a little bit more open and a little bit more, uh, more loud.
1: Yeah. The, the, another area I got to see at, um, The day was the player's lounge. Another area that I think is a huge update and a huge benefit to the program is now you have an area where it's like player centric with games and video games. And they had uh, the the basketball hoop shot arcade game in the back, like just a little bit of everything to however you want to compete. James Franklin's all about competition. I, I noticed a lot of stuff that would make uh, an 18- or 19-year-old psyched to see uh, at, at, a, at a facility. So the weight room especially, but then some of the other smaller things, I think, are also part of that conversation as well. Ryan, you were about to say.
0: Uh, just flat out, most of these guys came here before the weight room was done. Now they're coming when it's done. Like, that's why I'm asking this question. It, this is a brand-new, big thing. Penn State put, what, $40 million into this or something like that? I mean, like, it was... Um, and th- and that's just why for me, like I think this is a topic to discuss now because again, uh, they were here while it was under construction, or they didn't get to see it before. Uh, so it's one of the new flashy, fun things uh, that we can talk about. Go ahead, Sean. And I'll, I'll add that before the weight
2: room was part of that lash building, like it was part mm. of the lash building. Now they've built it out, and it's uh, it's a mm. feature of that build. It looks like a different building. It looks like a modern building now. It looks like there's a lot of things that went into it. So I think that that you know, kind of takes away, took up, took up half that parking lot that used to be there. So like they're, they definitely put a lot of time and space into it and you could see them hooking it to a uh, Haluba eventually. If they keep Halu. you know, it's, there's a lot of things that go into it, but more modern, And brighter, like, yeah, simple. It seems simplistic, but brighter. And these lights are everywhere. And it kind of, you know, highlights, it just sticks in your mind. So I think that 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 stuff, and we've probably spent too much time talking about the the facilities aspect of it. But that stuff is, it's important to stick in the memory more so than just, uh, you know, I saw this guy lifting these weights. And it's really cool that they have the Penn State logo on these weight caps and things like that.
0: Again, just go, go research Georgia's facility. Are you guys, try, if you're trying to compete with, with Georgia and, and all these schools, just go 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 research it, and then research Penn State and you know it, what fans have seen in the past. It, um, it's a massive difference.
1: Yeah. So let's get to our final segment of the show where we preview the next round of potential Penn State visitors. These are players that have received a new offer from Penn State football. It's beyond blessed about
2: the future of Penn State is a lot of excitement this is a really really important day to a bunch of young men and
0: their families
1: the main thing we want to get out of this for Penn State fans is we want to put as many of the interesting or as many of the, uh, com- the new offers in the same place as possible. So you can get introduced to these players. So this isn't going to be an in-depth breakdown from the guys because admittedly, some of this stuff is new. We're still researching them. We want to make sure you at least have the information of who was offered by Penn state recently. So guys, uh, where do you want to start when it comes to these names? Cause there are some interesting ones that I think we can talk a little bit more about. Um, and then some, some guys here on film that are just ridiculous. So, uh, Fitz, where do you want to start when it comes to the player you want to go to first?
2: Uh, let's start a quarterback, uh, Kelvin Ryan, 2025 quarterback, Penn state continues to expand that board. Uh, this is a guy that, uh, if you're reading Chad Simmons update in mid-March, uh, he talked about visiting Penn state this spring, uh, he's got a good offer list, uh, he's got Michigan on there. He's got some, uh, some really good schools. Um, uh, not the, the, the pocket passer that we associate with Mike, you a good athlete. Um, but, uh, when they continue to expand that board in 2025, I think there's a kid that's going to make it to campus. Um, and when you look at the list of, of guys that they offered this week, probably the most realistic to uh, to make it to campus and, and you know, at least uh, turn some heads. So I would say Kelvin Ryan, good prospect in the 2025 class is the name that jumps out at me from that that list that you uh, that, that you forwarded along.
1: It's interesting. You mentioned uh, not exactly a pocket passer. He's a scrambler, though. I like the way he keeps his eyes down the field. And we talked to Mike Yersich about throwing motion and mechanics. He's got a quick release. Got to get a little more detail, a little more film work on that. What you're seeing here is what I've seen so far. Uh, But I'm just I'm intrigued by a couple of his physical skills in the pocket as well. Uh, in terms of scrambling and you know great athleticism, Ryan. Any thoughts on um on Ryan? Yeah. Or do you want to move on to the next guy? What do, what do you? No, what do you think?
0: I mean I'll be honest. Ryan's like the only one I know anything about. <laughs> if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm being blunt with you guys, I've been so focused on the guys visiting and stuff, I
1: haven't
0: yeah. Don't into these guys much, but I mean, Calvin Ryan camped at Penn State last year. Sean, did you mention that? I'm sorry, I if you did. I Don't think I, I did, don't, did actually. Yeah, yeah, he camped last year, July 29th. And I'm very kind of surprised Penn State didn't offer him sooner. I mean, the only thing I at one ish is where he was last year. You know, they like to see a guy a little bit taller. Um, but, dude, I, I remember him camping because I remember I think he put out his testing times or something. Some, somehow his testing times got public. He ran a 4'5", 40, and a 4'3", shuttle like, dude, this yeah. guy's an athlete. Um, yeah. so, uh, you know, obviously they, they want to see film I and it's a quarterback, right? So, uh, you know, they, they obviously want to see how he progresses with his arm. That's, that's first and foremost, but, uh, yeah, Kelton Ryan came up and was very, very, uh, impressive last year. So this is a guy that, you know, I see coming back to Penn state, as he said, uh, Still kind of think those Southern schools are going to have a, a bit of a uh, advantage with this one. But just the fact that he camped at Penn state last year uh, just shows that he does actually have genuine interest, but make no mistake. And it's, it's going to still be hard to pull him out of Texas. Uh,
1: another thing that I think is really important, would just kind of, as you mentioned, he's from Texas. He is from Keller, Texas, Six one one ninety. 190. Not ranked by any of the recruiting services outside of rivals. So, still uh, a 2021-25 prospect. Not surprising, but also not one of the early guys that raced out to an obvious lead in recruiting when it comes to the quarterback position, which we focus on quite a bit. So, still a long way to go in terms of his ranking and all of those things in the on-three profile. Um, well, Steve, let me correct you. You're going to say
0: it. (laughs) If you're watching this in about three hours from now, that's going to be different. So the all three hundred for the 2025. Actually, I guess yeah, um, yeah, he will be ranked here soon. Just check back a couple hours from now.
1: Yeah. All right. I love that when we when I accidentally preview news. I love that uh who are we going I, to next I got, I got
2: i got one more here that's actually not on your list unfortunately okay. uh kind of went under the radar uh bryce jenkins defensive tackle from washington dc friendship collegiate academy uh this was a guy that was up last weekend penn state actually offered the following week i think march 22nd um big big boy <laughs> 2025 prospect six four big hands big arms big big everything just a massive kid uh, was surprised that they didn't offer him when they saw him in person, but they, I think they wanted to check and see is he a guard or is he defensive tackle. They offered him on the defensive line. Uh, an interesting offer list so far because he's got Penn State, Maryland, Rutgers. And Alabama has come up and offered him. Ole Miss is also in there. Minnesota in there as well. So just an interesting one. He used to be at DeMatha. He transferred uh, over to Friendship, uh, where he's at now. But just a big, big kid. And when we talk about getting bigger in the middle, uh, Bryce Jenkins would fit the mold of like elite size. Like this is a guy that's uh, like got everything that you would want. Although he's a 2025 prospect, so. We will see where it goes with him. Um, he was uh, like at practice, check some things out. Uh, enjoyed watching Deion Barnes and things like that. him Last week, uh, but uh, yeah, Bryce Jenkins. When we're talking about new offers, he's a guy in the region, you know, not far from Penn State. That uh, that would that would move the needle in this in this manner.
1: A couple of guys. We'll get to a 2026 guy at the end, as we should, because it's 2026. But a couple of 2024 guys that showed up here. Um, out of region so probably expected that you'd get them an offer now but joseph crier uh, he surprised me when i turned on the film this morning of he is uh, huge and, and super athletic or at least he he's very violent out of his stance um anything pop out about crier uh to either of you guys ryan do you have any uh, or sorry fitz do you have any any thoughts on on this offer
2: this is the first film I'm seeing of Cryer, so I have nothing to, uh, <laughs> nothing
0: to
1: offer.
0: I mean, T. Frank, what I would say here, and I, and this is the same for Draylon Miller as well, um, <clears throat> Penn State, these, these offers at this stage to a 2024 guy, I kind of look at them as just, Visit invites more than anything, yeah. right? I mean, they're trying to get these guys on campus for whatever reason it is. uh They haven't offered yet. You're not going to get any quality 2024 guy on campus at this stage that you haven't offered yet, unless he's very close or you know grew up a Penn State fan or whatever it may be. So, you know, a Crier we have listed at what six four two ninety tells me Trout's trying to get a accurate measurables on him. So I have a cough drop in my mouth. i Can't tell at the at the moment, but. Uh, you know Michigan State, Nebraska, LSU, Missouri. You know he's visited all of those schools. Um, I did, Again, I I just look at this as Trout trying to get him on campus to actually see. You know, is he six foot two ninety? Um, you know, I, I would assume he's more of an interior guy, but yeah. Uh, you know that that's really what they want to figure out here. And then Draylon Miller, I assume this is a guy Haggins has identified, uh, but at the same time, he's already put it out there that LSU and Texas A and M are pretty much battling for the top spot. He's a, a top, I think he's a top 100 prospect for, or top top 200 prospect for ON3, top 100 in the ON3 industry rating. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I don't see much coming from this. I don't know what else to yeah. say.
1: Yeah, that's put it, but there it seems like uh, Higgins is at least aiming high here, and that's kind of what I kind of what I thought watching this film is oh, okay, so this is what they're looking for, and they're gonna shoot for it. 6'2, as you said, I think 6'2, 190. He's got a Mm -hmm. 92 overall, 157 in the on three ranking, 75. In the industry ranking so a, a really good football player obviously really great he's an athlete number four athlete in the uh, in the nation according to the industry ranking so uh, a valuable piece that you're trying very hard to get on campus and um, and it's so- and
2: it's it's not going to work here but you've got a window at, at receiver and defensive line where you can go to kids in march that you haven't offered like top kids in march that you haven't offered and say, Hey, um, we didn't offer cause the old guy didn't want you, but we want you now. Like if you, if you just missed on it or you you're behind or something like that. So like, mm-hmm. you've got a window where you've got an excuse here. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it's true. It's probably not. Um, but that's how you can get in there with those kids and, and maybe say, Hey, Hey, the old guy wasn't, uh, wasn't a fan of you. I don't know how that works with Dion Barnes, who was there the entire time evaluating <laughs> prospects as well. Um, but you certainly, you know, I don't think kids are overthinking that one.
1: Uh, the last guy, and I'll just I'll just take the lead on this one. Maxwell Riley, he's out of Ohio, class of twenty twenty six offensive lineman, twenty twenty six, and he's already six foot five. Looks like this, plays like this, excellent technique. Um, so all of those things considered, he's in Ohio. This is just trying to get in as early as possible and, and stave off any lead the Buckeyes might have on a guy who clearly, I, I, I don't care where he plays, this dude looks like a player. Um, is this out of the playbook of just trying to get in early and build that relationship to make it matter, Ryan? Sure. Sure.
0: It also came about a week after he visited Ohio State,
1: (laughs) two weeks after he visited Ohio
0: State. Excuse me. So, I mean, yeah, obviously, I'm not like Penn State didn't make a mistake here in in offering too late. Right. He's a he's a freshman. But, um, you know, Ohio State's already offered. Let's see. I mean, I'm sure the kid will visit and let's see where things progress. But uh, Ohio State doesn't offer too many in state guys as freshmen uh you know just because they recruit so much nationally right they don't they don't have to and they have the uh the pool that uh it say they offer an in state guy a little late they'll they'll still be in a good position so yeah we'll see uh, Miami Florida State uh I've also offered but come on man but this is yeah, this you is don't know where he's going to play you got a
2: pretty good idea of where he's going to end up playing yeah. so yeah he's 2026 20, kid in Ohio with an Ohio state offer and, and yeah. unless the goes down in the trajectory in terms of his, uh, his progression. Then, yeah. I think it's pretty, pretty cut and dry there.
1: At the very yeah. least you'll know, you you'll know his name now so that later when it comes up, you'll be like, Oh yeah, we learned about him two years ago. Uh, Cause he seems <laughs> like a name you're going to have to remember at some point in his career. Um, so that's enough of pumping up a freshman. So anything, any last thoughts here on the show, guys, uh, appreciate the time. If you haven't yet subscribed to Blue Eye Illustrated here on the YouTube channel, make sure you enable notifications so when we go live, you get the notification. To come join the channel and ask your questions, we had an awesome chat today. Thanks to everybody who uh, who participated. And uh, I don't know. Apparently, we have to have a uh, we have to have a memorial show for the beard because can't pay attention to anything because uh, T Frank's beard is gone. Rip. So I apologize. Like
0: Twenty four. <laughs> You I, look like I, you're a decade younger, dude. I don't know what yeah. else to say. I'm using yeah. it
1: as a de-aging. Uh, I'm going to sell it as a de-aging product. Just a beard and shave, and people will think you look so much younger. Oh, your skin, you look so young, vibrant, and all you have to do is a beard for six months or something like that.
0: Last thing, uh, I'll get in some recruiting stuff here. Quentin Martin's on campus this week or on today, excuse me. Uh, let, let's, we will certainly be reaching out to them to learn more, uh, and the on 300 for the class of 2025 drops at noon Eastern time. Uh, so check back on the site in about an hour or so. And, uh, we'll have an update on, uh, who was it? Oh, Kelvin Ryan, uh, yeah. where he ranks cause he, he will be in there. And, uh, so is Bryce Jenkins, by the way, I was going to interrupt you there, Sean, but, uh, yeah, you know, b- bunch of those guys we're discussing will, will be in that uh, top 300 here. And as I said, it's released at noon Eastern time.
2: Fitz, any last thoughts? Nope. Just uh, check out our stuff on bluewayillustrated.com. There's a lot of stuff going up. And uh, yeah, like all of our stuff, follow our stuff, and uh, check out that subscription special if you haven't if you haven't yet.
1: Yeah, and uh, if there's any breaking news this week, of course, if you are subscribed to Blue White Illustrated here on YouTube, you'll get it. The next thing we're going to be doing is the live show on Wednesday, recapping Penn State practice, which comes up tomorrow. The news never stops. The information never stops. We're still uh, processing some stuff from Pro Day. So make sure you subscribe to BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. A lot of great stuff coming up this week, including Penn State football, like the, the team proper. We'll be talking about them Wednesday morning on the show. So join us then, 10 a.m. Until then, we'll talk to you later.